It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz. Today, we are in Dallas, Texas, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. That's great love from the crowd, and we have our guest with us, Connor Cook. How are you, Connor? I'm doing well today. I want to give props to your campus. This is a um, Kappa Alpha Convention of Leadership and Character. There are campuses from all over Texas in the, in the South, Oklahoma as well, Louisiana, uh, gathered to talk about making good decisions and being gentlemen and having character. Um, what campus do you represent? The University of Arkansas. University of Arkansas. Where are you guys at? All right. What is, what's the uh, slogan? Go, go pig? Pig me up? Hog it up? Woo pig suey. Yeah, woo pig. Woo pig suey. Yep. Yeah, hog it up. That's a different campus, isn't it? <laughs> Woo Pig Suey. Okay, University of Arkansas. Connor Cook is here to talk about philanthropy, uh, foundation work, community service. What are you guys doing to uh, try to make this place a better planet? All right, so uh, we have an idea. So first of all, uh, KA's National Philanthropy is MDA, uh, the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And um, so we're trying to tackle a few issues on this one. Uh, the first one is we want to raise awareness for our MDA and, and raise money as well. So, so that's, that's obvious. That's a philanthropy event. Uh, the second one is uh, time and time again when you go to leadership workshops for uh, like fraternity values and, and, and Pentelenic as well, um, the, the notion of uh, the fact that Greek life has, has a bad stigma. You, you talked about it earlier today, and uh, that's just brought up over and over and over again. And we're also trying to tackle that one too. Uh, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to have like a community-wide um, concert, crawfish boil, carnival type thing in Northwest Arkansas, right? Um, and to do that, we are going to, it's in the working right now, so we're waiting for a few approvals. And when we, when we get that, uh, we're going to get uh, Penalinic on board because they also, at, I, at University of Arkansas, there's, I guess, 3,000 plus um, sorority girls. There's there's just south of 2,000 uh, people in the IFC, and I think that we can put together um, this this event for the community of Northwest Arkansas, where the the students will go because they they want to help out with with the stigma, right? And they want to make it better. And the community is going to want to go, hopefully, because uh, we're going to do a good job marketing it, um, calling as many people as we can in each industry. Um, going door to door and just selling these tickets, getting our uh, corporate sponsorships. We've we've already talked with uh, MDA, the local branch in Little Rock, and they're pretty confident we can get a few um, sponsorships on that. And we're waiting for the go ahead on Monday, working towards that. Um, it's going to be, you know, family around, centered around family, around the community, just a way, a beautiful, it's, it's April 30th. Our location is uh, at the gardens, which is kind of like um, the Grove, uh, just like a big open spot at the University of Arkansas, to give you an idea. And uh, we're just trying to we're trying to pack the place. And what kind of music are you talking about? Are you uh, thinking about bringing Snoop Dogg in? Um, no. Okay. So we're we're talking with somebody right now, and I, I don't want to say any names until you know it's signed because I'd look stupid if it fell through. But um, 
But, you know, trying to get somebody who, who is, connects with the Northwest Arkansas community um, pretty well, and that, that's what we're going to try and do. We're, we're talking with them right now. And carnival games, you're talking like you'd, you'd uh, get a vendor, like a carnival company, to come out with Ferris wheels and the scrambler and all that? Okay, so this is something that we are paying for out of our own budget, as well as the corporate sponsorships. So, first of all, I don't think that K.A., David Merrill's back there. I don't, what do you think about Ferris wheels? Yeah, so that's a no, but you know, yeah, but, but you know what we can do is, um, is, is we can go to these sororities and we can say, hey, um, would you maybe do like a face painting booth and then maybe we can do something else. And, and I, I think they'll get behind that um, as well as I, we're, we're, maybe we could do bounce houses. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure that one out. Yeah, eh. maybe. Yeah. But, you, don't, uh, you don't want Snoop Dogg in a bounce house. That's not going to happen. Snoop. The, so as far as yeah, it, it's it like the only performers we're looking at is is Texas country or, or Arkansas country. It's it's we're not having Snoop Dogg, even if he does connect with the Northwest <laughs> Arkansas community. Sorry guys. Well, I got to tell our, our listening audience at home how excited I am to talk to a young uh, fraternity member, a college man, and hear that excitement in your voice uh, about how you want to get behind an initiative that's going to be great for families, great for the community, and raise money and awareness for the MDA. I mean, that is, uh, that's something that excites me to know that uh, the younger generation, your generation, really wants to make this planet a better place. It's inspiring for our listeners to help us, me included, get up off our couch and try to get involved in our community. Uh, so I want to wish you, Connor, the best of luck with the planning. Keep me in t informed. Keep me in touch. We'll promote the event once you have uh, solid facts, solid details. We know it's April 30th at the University of Arkansas. Yep, yep. And is there a name for it? Uh, we haven't named it yet. Okay, well, maybe but, that's the next step. But, you know, K.A. Carnival, kind of like, you know, Carnival, Carnival, yeah. The, the C.A. of Carnival is, starts with a K and an A logo. Yeah, but we'll, okay. we'll get somebody smarter than me on that one. <laughs> all right, let's have a round of applause for Connor Cook and all the gentlemen here at the Kappa Alpha Province Council, Dallas, Texas. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Joining us now is Jay Duncan, the Director of Basketball Operations for Southern Methodist University. Hi, Jay. How are you? Doing well, Adam. I got a comment on that voice. Love the voice. Let me get what we call a, an ID from you right now. Say, I'm Jay Duncan, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. I'm Jay Duncan, and you're listening to The Adam Ritz Show. Ooh, that was good. So smooth. <laughs> so we bring Jay on to talk about his one thing. Uh, a lot of us do one thing, maybe do several things to make this planet a better place, live a greener life uh, for Mother Earth. What's the one thing you do to make this planet a better place? You know, it's probably probably not enough, but uh, the one thing I, I try to do is uh, reuse a water bottle if, if throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, if I drink a water bottle, try to try to keep that on my desk, and, and next time I'm I'm needing needing some water, I'll refill that and try to reuse it. Yeah, less plastic in the landfill. I don't want to see six, seven water bottles in my trash can at the end of the day. If that's if that's the one small thing I can do, that's that's a, you know that's that's something at least I guess. Get socially technical with the Adam Ritz Show. Facebook Adam Ritz Show. Twitter at Adam Ritz. It's social technically. The show rolls on literally rolls on on two wheels. We're with biking fitness expert Jay Baker. Hi Jay, how are you? Adam, it's a pleasure and I'm glad that you went out riding with me. I was going to go riding by myself, but it was great to have the 
company. Yes, in fact, we just wrapped up a, I'm going to guess we went 60 or 80 miles. How far did we go? Uh, we went 30, but it was the thought that counts. Boy, it felt like 80. It sure um, did. 30 <laughs> miles, that's that's easy for you. It was uh, it was tough for me. I, I'm telling you, thanks for having me come out. I enjoyed myself, and we're going to wrap up our biking 30-mile bike ride with an interview with you about your biking and your fitness. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been one of those things. I've always liked biking, and now... You know, biking is so crazy, Adam, as you can imagine. If you go to a bike shop, you get inundated with the colors and the equipment and the technology. But that is, I think, the really cool thing is this is a great time. It's as great a time as any to be out biking. Now, I think it's important to mention for our social awareness audience with issues like obesity uh, and fitness, I think it's important to mention that you were a triathlete maybe two decades ago, 20-plus years ago, a triathlete. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I competed up through 1991. Okay. Then, since 91, 92, the early 90s, you um, had some, I guess, weight issues, we could call them. And uh, you recently have lost the weight, and you're back on the bike. Can you talk about, uh, I guess, what what happened to get you to that point where you didn't ride and you did have the weight? Um, and then what happened, what clicked in your head for you to say, you know what, I'm going to get fit. I'm going to lose all the weight. How much have you lost? How? When did you start biking? Tell us this story. Well, I'm glad you asked about it because you're right. It was a bit of a saga. And back in 1991, I had some uh, issues with employment and some different things. And I, I kind of just lost that, uh, that verve to get out there and really go out and hammer and compete. And I slowly but surely put on weight. And I bet you this is many people's story, Adam. You put on, let's say, 14 pounds a year. Doesn't sound like that much. But then eventually, you know, you do quick math, three, four years down the pike, you're well on your way to being really overweight and out of shape. And um, I think I got to a point, and it might have been, I could have been at a bike store or something along those lines where I realized if I don't do something, I'll never do that again. And for everybody, you have to determine what is that. What is the one thing you don't want to not do? And that can really help propel you forward. Now, I decided to take the easiest possible way for weight loss because I'm a wimp. And I usually, I, I used a phone app called Lose It. And all I did was enter my calories and it gave me a suggested number of calories I should deficit each day to reach my goal. And I selected that I wanted to be this amount of weight. And uh, very thankfully, in one year, I lost 125 pounds. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Congratulations. No, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, what's crazy is people will go through very expensive and painful, and, and, and there isn't an element of danger to it, bariatric surgery, where they'll pay ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, kind of subject themselves to some physical risk. And I kind of did it for free, and, I, and so I'm not being cocky, but I'm just pleased that it turned out that way. And I think for most people it could work, and it didn't involve a lot of willpower. It just basically involved momentum and having a goal. Now, you were telling me before we started the bike ride today that your goal isn't finished. You want to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anybody that's uh, struggled with their weight knows that the BMI chart uh, is one of those, uh, you know, it's it's one of those big yardsticks that just will not go away. And so I was chuckling to myself. I thought, gosh, I've lost all this weight. I look on the BMI chart. It goes, no, you've still got a ways to go. So as a man who likes challenges, I, I just view this as just another challenge. 
Okay, so 125 up to date. You yeah. want to go maybe how many more? You know, I would like to lose about another 50 pounds from where I'm at right now. And I have no doubt you're going to do it. No, I appreciate that. And so far, everything has clicked into place. And as you and I you know, we've been around each other quite a bit. You've been really athletic and active most of your adult life. And I always used to chuckle about not being able to keep up with you. So part of the reason I want to lose the 50 pounds is so that I can not only keep up with you, but possibly challenge you in the future. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm already having a tough time keeping up with you. This 30-mile bike ride was pretty hard. I know you just did a half marathon, and you're going to go for a full marathon here in the next year or so? Yeah, in fact, um, uh, this fall I'm going to do a full marathon because I thought to myself, that's great. That's the one thing that you could later go, you know, I did a marathon. So, you know, I chuckle to myself because I never want to have an athletic goal or accomplishment is, uh, hey, I'm better than you. I just want someone to go, wow, that sounds really hard. So I can wink and go, you're right, it was really hard. And I'm not you know, I'm certainly not looking at that it isn't a challenge. It really is. But you and I both know we've done athletic things in the past, not so we can go around and flex our muscles and, uh, you know, pick up women in a bar. We're, we're pretty much doing this because it's like, no, this is what keeps us healthy. You and I are both competitive. And you don't, you and I both know if someone said, hey, look, you guys, I'll give you an all-you-can-eat dinner if you run through this brick wall. You and I would probably do it. Oh, uh, oh So yeah. you know how it is. So, yeah, it's one of those deals. So, you know, it's that ultra-competitive kind of weirdo in you that says, look, if, the, if a human being can do a, a marathon, I bet I could too, you know. So it's one of those. Jay Baker is our guest. If you haven't uh, noticed by now, he's also uh, a national-level broadcaster. You've worked in radio and television for a better part of three decades um, with national syndication. And uh, I'm happy to have you on as a fitness expert now. With the weight you've lost, you actually uh, qualify as a national fitness expert. And we look forward to bringing you back on this show, uh, not as a broadcaster, but as a fitness expert. No, I would love that. And I think it's kind of cool... As you probably know, whenever you embark on any kind of journey, whether you want to learn a musical instrument or you want to lose weight or you want to get healthier, you always look to people who mentor or you also look to people that can be an inspiration to you. And I've always felt like, hey, if nothing else, I've always enjoyed the story. If I did it, you can do it too because to me that brings it down to a great level. You and I both know that you probably need to know an incredible amount of knowledge to climb Mount Everest. Mm -hmm. But you and I both know it can be done if you connect with the right people. So if we could be part of that, I'm very excited about it. I would, I, I would be honored. Well, you can climb that mountain. I'll just ride 30 miles with you on the bike, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Real quick, let's have your uh, digital properties for our audience to be able to get in touch with you. What's your Twitter, Facebook, that kind of stuff? Uh, right now, Facebook is merely Jay Baker. I got lucky. I got my own name as a Facebook <laughs> name. Very few people get to keep their own name, as you know. So, yeah, uh, mostly Jay Baker. And, Adam, you're going to kill me, but I'm going to have to learn Twitter from you. I'm a non-Twitterer, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get your assistance. You get me up to 100 miles a day on the bike, and I'll get you on Twitter. Uh, with my social media consultancy. That's a deal. I'll right. take you up on that one. In fact, you know what? I'll just throw the Twitter in for free. We don't have to go 100 miles on the bike. How about <laughs> you and I? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll pay a kid to go 100 miles, and we'll get on Twitter together. Get to know Adam at adamritz.com. Get to know the radio show at adamritzshow.com. Continuing at the State University of New York, Buffalo, also known as UB, also known as 
University at Buffalo. We're with the head coach of the Buffalo Bulls college football team. He's Lance Leipold. Hi, Lance. How are you? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I want to thank you for your time. I know you're busy as a head coach, but we love getting the perspective of head coaches um, with some of the social issues that we cover on this public affairs broadcast. Uh, Issues like academics, how important that is, community service, character, integrity, fatherhood. I understand you're a family man, so let's touch on some of these uh, issues. Let's start with fatherhood. um, how tough is it with such a demanding, time-consuming uh, job as a head coach for a Division One college football team to, to spend time with your kids? I mean, that's got to be a drain on you. It, it is a balancing act. You know, it's one that sometimes puts a strain on a family, to be quite honest. But uh, like just this past Friday was my daughter's birthday, and it's tough when the season starts uh, and, and you're not always there for, for your children's birthday, especially as fast as time flies by. But we, we try to make sure that we, we carve out times at a certain time of the year where we get away as a family and we like to get to the beach and go down south and do things. And you try to be there for as many time things as you can. And sometimes you just got to find that you're going to make time. And, and it means if you work a little later or get up a little earlier, you make sure you do it and, and you try to be there for them as well as be uh, sometimes a father figure for many other uh, you know players within your program. You just touched on the topic I wanted to bridge next. You're a father figure for your own players. Um, some of these guys across America, whether you're a student athlete or not, maybe don't have a father figure from home. Um, how does that, I guess, balancing act, as you put it, come across to those guys? You're not only their head coach or mentor, but maybe you're their, their dad too. Yeah, and as, as well as our nine assistant coaches. And, and a lot of times we have to do that mentoring for them. It's amazing uh, as the years go by that you you meet with these young men when during the recruiting process and there's only one one parent or sometimes no parent in the room helping them make such a lifelong decision, not just a four-year football decision or academic, a 40-year decision for their life and career path. And so we have to do that. And and one thing we've always believed in is structure and discipline. And and it starts with small things. And one of our first things we talk about is being on time. And and if you can't be on time, it's hard to hold the job. So Mm -hmm. we we try to hit that right away in the program of how important that is. It shows respect. It shows that it's important to you. Um, Just little things like that, being coachable, coachable in the classroom, coachable in the training room, just those things that allow you to to be able to get better at anything that you want to do. And then the other thing we would like to talk about is just giving effort. You know, we're not talking about whether it's a letter grade or a bench press or, or, or touchdowns or tackles. It's just about giving the maximum effort that, that the good Lord's given you that you have a chance to be the best person you can be. That's fantastic advice for for your kids as a dad. It's great for your players as a coach. That's so great to hear. And you touched on academics. Um, That's one of the things that uh, uh, I'm not going to say on average to most head coaches is not that important. But let's face it, your job is to coach football. It's not necessarily to teach trigonometry. Um, But as a dad, I'm sure academics is important with your kids. Uh, how do you balance that with your players? That you want you want them to know this trick play for third down, but in the back of your mind, you know they've got to have those academics there as well. Well, I think the NCAA has a has a great structure, of course, for to maintain eligibility. And I think at a school here like Buffalo that that we have is. 
uh, New York's flagship university. We're an AAU-accredited university. So there's a lot of things that are naturally in place at, at the situation we're at right now. And, and we have a, a great academic support system um, within athletics, too, that give our give our players that uh, the extra support that they need. But I, I think they also have to understand, as I had mentioned earlier, football's not going to be there forever. And there's got to be some things that, that are going to pave the way for the future. And showing that, that balance and what, the, what an athletic scholar can do for them to open up other doors is something that they have to make sure they maintain and we we make sure we keep a good emphasis on that and I think the players that we have here right now are doing that. Head coach Lance Leipold joining us University at Buffalo uh, football squad and uh, I want to talk now about community service uh, both with your team what uh, what your guys do and maybe uh, personally with you and your family maybe you and your wife are involved with uh, some benefits or charities what's important to you? Well, I think first of all, for our, our players, as we say, there's they've been given this opportunity. We all have certain platforms that we're allowed that that you know young people or, or even adults get into you know football and, and college athletics. So we have um, you know you know getting into schools is very important for us here. Uh, Tim Edwards, our defensive line coach, helps uh, that as as well as Julie O'Neill, our our administrative assistant, and we have a lot of our players are getting out there. Personally, being in a new area, we haven't quite been able to dive in there. Everything, but uh, you know, there's a lot of things with, with youth and, and boys and girls clubs and things like that. Personally, uh, uh, we've had you know a fair amount of cancer in my family. I lost my mother to cancer. Those are things. Um, um, also, like to get involved in. I'm a recipient of a cornea transplant, so organ donation is wow. something that that's important. I think, and hopefully, something as we move forward here in, in Western New York that that my wife and I can continue to get involved in. But anytime you can just give, um, but you know, when you have the opportunity uh, of being blessed, and uh, as we have been as a family, hopefully, we'll we'll continue to make our mark as as we go through this. Well, I want to wrap up by mentioning uh, that you like to vacation with your family on the beach. Uh, hot weather, warm weather. You are uh, the coach in maybe one of the coldest parts of America, Buffalo, New York. You um, had huge, enormous national success at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater, winning national champions um, at the D2 level or D3 level. Which level? D3. D3. D3 level. Now it's D1, and you've, you've bounced from one horrible winter to the next horrible winter. Um, so are you a cold weather guy? Well, you learn to be. Where, where you're at. But uh, I, I think one thing we have to make sure we let people know is that uh, uh, our summers here in Buffalo, much like Wisconsin, are beautiful. We take advantage of that. You learn to deal with snow, and then w w when, you, when you have a break, you, you find a beach somewhere and enjoy that time as well. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us, Coach Lance Leipold, University at Buffalo, head football coach. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much, Adam. Hi, this is Dan Patrick for a true original. His name, Adam Ritz, a true original. And thank you for joining us as the broadcast continues in uh, the city of Commerce, Texas. We are about an hour outside of Dallas, and we're on campus at Texas A&M Commerce, one of the uh, splinter campuses of the Texas A&M system, Texas A&M Commerce. I'm with uh, student-athlete Matt Rich. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? 
I'm fantastic. You've got so many things going uh, on your resume, and we bring you on the show to talk about uh, some of the things you do uh, here on campus as a student leader. Um, first of all, I hear you're part of student government, SGA. What is that all about? Yes, the Student Government Association is pretty much the governing body uh, of the student body here on campus, and what we do is uh, kind of we're a liaison between the administration and the students, so if, uh, if legislation's coming down from the administrative staff, we communicate that to the students and let them aware of like in case they're paying any more fees, any extra, and then we kind of do the reverse of that. So if a student has a complaint about something that they think needs to be fixed, we can uh, put that through the proper channels to get it addressed properly. Is your title student body president? What are what's your title? I'm actually the historian, and that is uh, documenting uh, our, all of our events and just kind of making sure uh, we stay relevant on campus, just with. Uh, like from a media perspective, just taking pictures of events and everything. So you, it's up to you to make sure that the brand new giant logo on the 50-yard line of the football field that's been a viral sensation. If you, have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, to our listeners, Google uh, Texas A&M Commerce Lions football logo football field, and you'll see the, mo the most enormous logo you've ever seen on a football field. So you take pictures of that and make sure that 2013, you know, 2014, that's when uh, it goes down in the annals of history here at Commerce. Pretty much that's, that's what goes on. Just making sure that uh, when people look back in the archives, I've actually made a couple trips to the archives in our library and seen some of the things that uh, has happened within the university, but also have noticed how they were documented by uh, the Student Government Association being involved in that time in history. So it's pretty incredible. What have you seen uh, in the past? It's kind of cool. It jumps out in your head. Well, the first visit I actually took, I opened the first box and I saw a picture of my uh, middle school basketball coach in ah. SGA here at this university. So that was pretty cool. And he had a pinky ring, which was the first thing I recognized <laughs> I knew was him. He wore it in junior high, too. Uh, he, he was. He's mm. still wearing it today, isn't he? Probably. He's probably coaching somewhere with the same pinky ring. That is funny. Okay, so uh, we've covered student government. That is a, a great, um, I guess, character uh, builder on your resume. I mean, uh, not just any guy in off the street can be in student government, but the, the story gets better with Matt Rich because you're also on the Student Advisory Athletic Committee. Is that right? SAC? Is that, did I throw in too many A's there? Student uh, Advisory Committee? Student Athlete Advisory Committee, yes. And uh, it's, it's almost exactly like SGA being that uh, Rather than just the student body going up to the, uh, the campus administration, we just do it within the athletic department and to our student athletes as well. Okay. Sports-wise, what's uh, your team? Track and field, huh? Yes, sir. Track and field, 12th Which... in the nation last year. You were 12th in the nation. Your team? team was 12th in the nation. We, sent, we actually sent eight guys, and we actually came back with nine All-American places because one guy doubled in uh, two of his events. He had two events going and qualified for nationals. My gosh. So um, in addition to... All of that, I did also hear uh, off mic before we started this interview that you transferred here from the United States Air Force Academy. Is that right? That is correct. That, this is unbelievable, the resume that you've built at age, what, 21? 21. You're 21? Very old 21. What's your major? Uh, sports and rec management. And what, you know, I'm, I'm going to assume you've got like a 4.2 grade point average. It, I mean, we can go along with it's that. It's pretty good. With and with that resume and your experience and your major, what do you want to do with your life? And more importantly, I guess, um, have the job offers started coming in for a guy like you, a go-getter like you? Uh, the job offers have not come in yet. I'm shocked. I'm really shocked, to be I honest with you. I'm still waiting. But, um, but yeah, hopefully I, I really want to do something with uh, kind of marketing and promotion just because I feel like being all these organizations in a – and even thanks to your shows, I've learned to kind of uh, keep a good head on my shoulders. And uh, if you combine that with all the, the accomplishments, uh, 
like within track and SGA and all that stuff. I think uh, I'm able to join almost any organization and use my accomplishments to be a good representative of that organization. So really uh, any promotional tools or marketing, I think that's kind of where my fit is once I graduate. Matt Rich is our guest. He's a student leader at the Texas A&M uh, commerce campus and we're talking about leadership and integrity and character and uh, real quick about your experience with the um, United States Air Force Academy um, is there a, was there a military background before that do you want to go maybe into the military in some part of your life again um I actually no, no one in my family went well my immediate family I was actually the first to to be able to attend college so uh, my junior year, I was able to have a good uh, track year, and he, my coach said, uh, pick anywhere you want to go, and I'll try to help you in. And a couple months later, I got a phone call from them. And uh, I didn't expect to go there, but I went on the visit, and I thought, I'm going to try this out because it's an opportunity that might not ever come again. And uh, But, yeah, I spent my, my fall semester there, went through basic training the day after my 18th birthday, and then uh, kind of talked it out and really figured out where I wanted to go with my life and just uh, I kind of need a different situation for my own personal success. And... Uh, I really missed all my friends up there, and it was a beautiful place, but um, I'm happy where I'm at right now. You're home now. You're, you're 12th in the country, and you're fast. What's your uh, event in track and field? Oh, uh, yes. Our team actually made it 12th in the country, sure. and we, we actually weren't ranked like at all like that. We've never been ranked that high in a long, long time, but I actually finished 8th in the decathlon, oh, cool. and it was painfully awesome. The, it was great. It was good. So out of the decathlon, what, of those 10 sports or events, what's your favorite? Probably pole vault just because I enjoy it, and then also the 1500 because it's the last one. And after that, I can finally sit down. That is great. I I, I love meeting guys like you um, at your age with all you're doing and and what's going to happen for the rest of your life. It's some it's some great great things you're going to accomplish. And I hope we stay in touch. Uh, I'm going to put a picture of you on my website for this uh, broadcast, Adam Rich Show, because I want our listeners to look at you and tell me who they think you look like. Because as I've been talking to you, your face, you look famous to me, and I can't think why or I can't think of who. So I'm going to ask you, who do you hear most often when people say, you know, Matt, you look just like, is there a celebrity out there that you get called? Not really a celebrity, but I personally think sometimes, I think my hair is curling up now, hopefully Russell Wilson, he's a good guy, so I try to look like him. And uh, depending on how long I stay outside in the sun, maybe a little bit darker. I'll probably look like Akon by the end of this year. <laughs> I can see the Russell Wilson. To absolutely the same hair. In fact, you're doing your hair like that on purpose, aren't you? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what. Love meeting guys like you, high character. And before I let you go, um, we have a lot of young listeners on the broadcast that uh, want to go to college. They're all about their sports and they're all about grades, which is great. Uh, but I like to also throw in that character angle, that uh, integrity, community service. So what can you tell a 17-year-old listening right now that wants to go to college, that uh, needs to get more involved maybe off the court, out of the classroom, character integrity-wise? I think the number one thing for me is really just uh, understand where your comfort zone is and then just break out of it. Because that's, that's really what I did once I came here was it took me a while. Uh, me and my best friends, we painted up the soccer games just taking our shirts off and just getting crazy so like like even just today like I just I came in I recognize you just shook your hand and just uh, talked to you for a little bit and now I'm being interviewed by you so you never know what's going to happen whenever you just uh, step out of your comfort zone and just talk to people. Matt thank you so much for your time we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.